Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Virtual on Relay FM. This episode of Virtual is brought to you by lynda.com where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a 10-day free trial, visit lynda.com slash virtual. It's also brought to you by ha- uh, Hover where you can get your domain management simplified and also Loot Crate, a multi-subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by my partner in crime, my friend, Federico <laughs> Vitici. I couldn't think you. of anything it's, exciting it's, to say. It's good to know that I'm your friend. I mean, you are. Hey, I, was, I was trying to think of something video game related, just anything, mm. but I couldn't, I couldn't come um, up with anything. Uh, you could say that I'm, I'm, I'm a Super Mario to your Luigi. Why are you Mario and I'm Luigi? Because I, I, I guess you're more like... Um, Watch your words, buddy. Like a... Like a like a tall figure? Okay, okay, I'll go with that. Because you're kind of like my sidekick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanna, uh, it was primarily because of the, of the, uh, your beard and your figure, you know? Does Luigi have a beard? No. Um, well, my, the, the first the adjective that I was thinking of was lanky. Okay. I don't, but I'll I went with tall. Okay. Well, because, you know, it's tall and thin. I uh, actually think we are tall. We are the same height, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm about six feet. Uh, what's that in centimeters? Oh, a thousand centimeters. <laughs> I'm, I'm now six feet in centimeters. Yeah. It's 182 centimeters. Oh, we're, we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're two Luigi's. <laughs> Is that okay? Is that okay with you? That works. That works great for me. Cool. Well, hey, Mike. By the way, video games, right? Video games are so many. We I have... mean, how can you play all the video games that exist? I've been playing so many like, more. That's since... kind of sad when you think about it. Since I quit my job, like I've been playing so many more video games. It's awesome, and I've got so many to talk about today. So we need to we need to power through, Federico. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. So we didn't Mike. do any links of interest last week. So I'm sure you've got some built up. Yeah, people were upset. No, not really. <laughs> but I, I like to give people links so they can check them out. Um, the first the first link for this week is, uh, this is crazy, um, just out of the blue, uh, a few days ago on Twitter, uh, basically my timeline exploded with people tweeting uh, this link to a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, and I, I was in the Twitter app. And um, in the Twitter app, Kickstarter links, they show you a preview. So, like a little all, card. Do you see? A yeah, card? like a little yeah. card in the timeline. And all of a, all of a sudden, I started seeing this image uh, called Thimble Weed uh, Park, and it was like an, a, a small image with a with a uh, like retro pixel style graphics. And I'm like, okay, why are people freaking out about this thing? Because all the tweets that I was seeing were like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe this is, is crazy, you know. So I opened this link, and it's a Kickstarter campaign for a new classic adventure game, like the point-and-click LucasArts kind of games by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, basically the guys who made uh, Maniac Mansion, uh, uh, basically the adventure game, and they're back, and they're making a new adventure game for Mac and PC and Linux, Um, and it's an old-school point-and-click adventure game, and it's about two detectives... Uh, investigating, I can't remember what, but it's basically a classic adventure. It looks amazing. Like, it looks like a real adventure game, but uh, modernized for the future. Kind of like 
Shovel Knight uh, in mm-hmm. many ways. And and they uh, they have raised already more than two hundred thousand uh, dollars, I think, on Kickstarter, and it's amazing. I mean, if you if you're if you like if you loved adventure games, you gotta check this out because the Ron Gilbert is back. It's it's nuts, really. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about this because I, I loved adventure games when I was a kid. I I played a lot of these on on not on the original console uh because i couldn't get my hands on the original consoles on uh, with emulation i really want to play legally uh to pay for this stuff you know i've been buying the um there are many ios conversions so i i usually buy those like when there's a black friday sale because i love these games and kind of to make up for all the emulation that i did when i was a kid uh but this is a new game this is not a remake so i'm really really excited about this how do you feel about it being on, like, the PC, like, Mac PC? Yeah, I hope that it's coming to uh, at least consoles. I'm not sure because these games, they require a mouse, like a cursor, to, to point and click. Uh, so it's, I guess, problematic. You think to, it'd be to kind have... of, it would at least be perfect for iPad, though, right? Yeah, I mean, on the iPad, if you... Yeah, probably, if you... the inter, Like... You need to make sure that the cursor has a, a large enough, um, you know, that you can touch an object that's not really small because the, the the cursor on your computer is more precise. But yeah, it would make sense on the iPad. I mean, Broken Age makes sense on, on the iPad, so maybe this game's... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I, I, this is the kind of game that I would use a Mac with, you know? <laughs> that's high praise from Federico Vitici. Yeah. Uh, the next link that I want to, to show you, Mike, uh, please don't be upset with me. Um, do you know Mirror's Edge? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so are you familiar with, uh, with the mechanics of the game? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> this is something that I found a couple of weeks ago. There's a speed run for this. So this game is already about running and jumping, but... Uh, Somebody managed to uh, basically to do a speed run for this game, uh, and it's a nanny percentage run. So it means you need to finish the game with whatever progress you can unlock. It's called any percentage in Twitch uh, language. Um, it's thirty six minutes of Mirror's Edge speed running, and go check out the video if you have problems with dizziness or motion sickness. Don't watch the video. Uh, it is totally crazy. I mean, Mirror's Edge is, when you play normally, uh, it's already fast. So try to imagine Mirror's Edge done by uh, an expert speedrunner. It is crazy. Uh, basically, this guy is flying in the game, and he finishes it in 34 minutes if you exclude the uh, the loading screens. I was watching the video. Um, I, I I guess I, I lasted for like five minutes, and then I needed to close the, the video page because it was uh, uh, like I was I was going crazy. It was too fast. I cannot imagine just being able to train for this kind of speed run. I wonder you know, how many if, hours you have to put into something like this. Yeah. To learn it this way, like I, I assume this person's been playing constantly since Mirror's Edge came out, which is quite quite some time ago yeah many many years ago it's a it's a i i i want to say it's a 
one of the first games that came out for the 360. Yeah. Yeah, it's m- at least six years ago. I'm watching it now. Oh, my word. Yeah, told you. Why are they running on the walls so much? I assume it's faster. Oh, wow, this is... Yeah, I can't watch any more of that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's really, really fast. So uh, last week after we went off the air, um, basically Justice, I think it was, was it last week or was it the week before? I think it was the week before, wasn't it? It was the week before, Mike, yeah. So just after we finished recording, um, Majora's Mask, is it Majora? Majora's? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was a remake announced for 3DS, which I assume yeah. makes you very excited. Very much, because this game has been rumored for years. Basically, since the first, uh, uh, since Ocarina of Time was remade for the 3DS, uh, that was 2010 or 11, um, people have been asking for a Majora's Mask remake uh, because it's the it's not a uh, direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. Uh, it is widely considered to be one of the most uh, one of the strangest and uh, and most original Zelda games. And the fact that Nintendo... I mean, there have been rumors for years, and Nintendo didn't help either because they, they <laughs> constantly dropped uh, hints and, like, uh, small suggestions that the Majora's Mask was coming back in all the games that they made in the past few years, like in the in the latest um, uh, Zelda: Link Between Worlds, uh, there was a um, the Majora's Mask was uh, on the wall inside your house. You could you could uh, have you played Zelda on the 3DS, Mike? Yeah, remember we had the whole episode about it. Yeah, remember that the, there was a Majora's Mask on the wall. Oh, the well, ride. I didn't know it at the time because I think yeah. it was Mask. just one, all these small details, you know. Yeah. And so the game is coming back, like for real, and it's got revamped graphics. There is going to be a special edition in Europe. Uh, it is going to be available next year. And Nintendo is making a few tweaks to the game. So, for instance, they uh, besides the graphics, uh, they're adding a new fishing mode. They are tweaking at least one boss fight. They're altering the mechanics of a boss fight. Um, there's a trailer that you can look at with real footage. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this game because I loved the Ocarina of Time remake on the 3DS. Um, I never finished the original Ocarina uh, on the Nintendo 64 myself. I played a bit of Ocarina on the special disc that I got with Wind Waker on the GameCube. Um, there was Ocarina of Time was included in the special edition of the game, uh, so I played a bit of the original Ocarina there. Uh, but actually, I finished Ocarina on the 3DS, so the, the, I have I have the same problem with Majora's Mask. I never finished the original, and I really want to play the remake. Uh, so hopefully next year I, I'm gonna get a new 3DS and Majora's Mask. How big of a of a Zelda game is Majora's Mask? It is it is very different from the the other Zelda games. Basically, it, it is set in this um, uh, in this town called Termina, and the what's different here is that you have a time limit 
And I think it's like 72 hours. Well, uh, before, why is there a time limit? Because the moon is crashing on the on Termina. Like there's a giant... If you Google Majora's Mask, you're going to find the picture of the moon. It's like a moon with, with a face that is crashing on, on the ground. And you have like 20, uh, 72 hours to, uh, to save... Uh, to save the world and each time you run uh, like when you run out of time you can like the the the, the time limit uh, resets and you you need to start over and link has various abilities that are granted by all these masks masks that you can wear it's really different and it's really dark like like if you it, don't make it you have to start the game over completely yeah, it's not really completely, but basically the time, the, and I played only a couple of hours many, many years ago, so I, I may have the details wrong. I do remember that the timer goes back to, to, the, like, to, the, to, the, to the start, and in theory, you start over, but it's not that you start over because you, you, you explore, you know, in the meantime, so you don't have to do the same stuff over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You just know what to do. I think I remember in this way. I may be wrong because <laughs> actually uh, I have a story here. Um, well, I, I, I'm just I, looking at Wikipedia. So Majora's Mask imposes a time limit of three days, 72 hours of game time, which is about 54 minutes in real time. Mm-hmm. An on-screen clock tracks the day and time. Link can return to 6 a.m. on the first day by playing the Song of Time on the Ocarina of Time. So it's kind of like Groundhog Day. So you act, the game doesn't yeah, kind of end. Exactly. You have to I was go back. looking for that reference. Yes, thank you. Interesting. Yeah. So when I was a, I was really young when I when I tried to play the original, and I remember that I didn't continue because I was, um, af- kind of, it was scary yeah. for me. Like it was really dark, and I was a kid, and and like, yeah, it was. I want to say grotesque, in many ways. Uh, so I, I didn't continue the game. But now, you know, I'm I'm a little older. I think I can manage. I mean, I didn't play so many awesome horror survival games when I was younger because I couldn't sleep at night. Yeah, um, I've never been one for, for, for games like that. Um, but I'm interested in, in this. This sounds very interesting. I like the sound of it. I like the idea of, like, the, the, time, the day time limit thing. Yeah, it's a really different Zelda game, for sure. It's not like the Ocarina or kind of Twilight Princess style of traditional 3D Zelda game. It's it's different. And that Nintendo is making it again for the 3DS, it's, it's exciting, you know? And they're adding new stuff like fishing and changing boss fights. It's, it's good news. Speaking of Nintendo, Mike, uh, I have another link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have another link. Huh? Get Bef- it? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to take a break now because you need to go and compose yourself. This okay. episode of Virtual is brought to you by lynda.com, an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn. With lynda.com, you get access to a growing library of hundreds of thousands of high-quality, well-produced video tutorials that enable you to learn new things. lynda.com is all about helping you learn more about the stuff that you want to learn about. Whether it's a hobby or something for your business, they can help you learn the things you you've always wanted to try out or perfect the things you already know. Linda works directly with those 
experts in their fields. They work with people that know these topics and the topics that they're teaching about inside out. They work with the creators of specific software or hardware products as well. So they always make sure they have the very best person to help you learn. Their courses are broken down into bite-sized chunks, allowing you to jump in and out at your own pace. Linda makes it as easy as possible to help you build a course syllabus that's tailored to you. So when I say that, like let's imagine you want to learn a bit about Twitter marketing and a bit about business development and then a bit about productivity and getting things done. Well, you can you can break all the pieces up and create a playlist so you can do it all at your own pace, however you want and in whatever order you want, which is really cool. They also have transcripts that appear along with the videos. This can help you whilst you're watching the videos to follow along with what's being said, but they're also searchable, so you can go in later and find exactly what you're looking for, maybe to refresh yourself on a video that you've already watched. I love Linda's apps that are on the iPhone, iPad, and Android. You can watch a video when you're on the bus. You can watch a video when you're waiting for waiting in line at a midnight launch of Pokemon or something like that. You know, you can learn about game development if you want. You can learn how to use the Unity engine while you're standing in line for something because they have courses and all that sort of stuff. They have courses on web design as well, not just uh, game design. They have courses on marketing business productivity, audio editing software, music creation, absolutely everything. You name it, Linda, have got a course on it. And you can get unlimited access to Linda's courses for just $25 a month. One fee and you can access as much as you want, all you can eat. If for some crazy reason you haven't yet tried out lynda.com, now is the time to do so, as we have a special extended 10-day free trial for listeners of this show. Visit lynda.com slash virtual to sign up to sign up right now. That's lynda.com slash virtual. So Federico. So Mike. What have you got for me? So a couple of weeks ago, um, for some reason, there was this Kotaku article that I never read. It was in my Insta paper queue. Uh, and I read the article and I was super fascinated by the topic. It's the, um, the Nintendo Treehouse team. And... So basically, it's like Nintendo has this team of 50 people and they're working in in super extreme secrecy inside the company. They have their own space, like a huge office. They handle the localization and translation of Nintendo games from Japanese to English. And many of these people have been working together for over a decade, since the early 2000s. And nobody knows what what they're working on. It's it's like it's like the design team at Apple. Like they handle a super important part of the business of the company, but not everybody. Basically, nobody actually uh, knows what they're working on, except for you know the higher ups at mm-hmm. Nintendo. And and so Kotaku managed to interview some of these people, and it, it is super fascinating because of course these people know Japanese extremely well and they play all of Nintendo's major uh, new games in advance so they 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 have time to translate them back to English and there was uh, like uh, the example of Animal Crossing for the 3DS the the game had over uh, i think 2 million lines of text or 2 million words there was there was a uh, 2 million somewhere i think 2 million words to translate to to English and it took uh, months several months for the, for the Treehouse team. And in the final uh, development phase of the, the American version, um, the entire team had to switch 
just to the Animal Crossing project. And to translate sentences and, and stuff that I don't think anybody will ever notice. And in fact, the Kotaku uh, author asked the, the Treehouse team about, you know, what is it like to, to translate text that maybe it's an Easter egg or a secret that nobody will ever know. And, and the, this was interesting to me because um, the Treehouse guy uh, that was talking to the author said uh, it used to be easier before the before the web, before video game blogs, before forums, uh, because secrets were easier to keep. And many years ago, before you know the explosion of uh, forum boards and blogs, it, it was easier for us to sneak in a little secret or a little detail into the trans translation that nobody would ever found, find. And today, it's it, it happens frequently that you. Uh, a game comes out, and after a few days, there's a video on YouTube of the secret that people have uncovered. And that was really fascinating, and, and it made me think, you know, about uh, when we discussed the Pokemon Urban Legends a couple of episodes ago. Uh, that stuff used to be, used to be like, more mysterious, right? Before, before the web, before Twitter, before YouTube. Uh, and now, instead, if, if there's no... Like the urban legend, it doesn't it doesn't really happen anymore because people can prove you wrong in a, in a couple of hours and they just send you a tweet and and you know, or make a YouTube video and there's people on Twitch and they can stream uh, video games. You know, it's really different when it comes to keeping secrets in a game. And the Nintendo Treehouse guys, um, they they seem to have a really awesome job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, this is super fascinating. Apparently, the uh, people are not allowed into into the office, not just because of you know secrecy, but because it's a mess. Like these people, like play around every day. They have like posters and toys and consoles all around the office. It sounds like like it's basically like a Nintendo theme park inside the Nintendo offices. And so, and do they work just... on like secret projects and stuff? Yeah, you know, like. Sometimes, like, uh, I think the article mentions that sometimes they see uh, new games, like, they, uh, they work alongside the Nintendo of Japan to make sure that a game that, that is being developed for Japan first uh, also makes sense for the, for the uh, Western market. Right. So they see, like, the new Zelda or the new, uh, like, new games that Nintendo is making and that nobody knows. That's super... It's like really the design team at Apple in, in many ways. It's really fascinating. And there's the article on Kotaku, which people can find in the show notes, Mike. Where can they you find know? them, Federica? <laughs> <laughs> so people... Um, they can point their Wii U web browser. No, no I, I wanted to say, why don't you why don't you use the 3DS web browser, you know? Mm. I mean, it's a portable console. You can, you can use the web browser uh, anywhere on your 3DS. So you can go to, uh, to the web browser um, application of, on the 3DS uh, home screen, and you can go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 14, right, Mike? That's correct. 14? That's correct. Yeah, and, and you will find all the show notes, all the links of the, the articles and the games that we mentioned. And the sponsors, because they're awesome. Talking about sponsors, I mean, we, we're going to do like an extended what we've been playing today. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, should I thank our second sponsor for this week? 
Please do, yes. This is a new sponsor. I'm really excited about it, actually. Loot Crate. Hmm. Have you heard of Loot Crate, Federico? I think I have, but I'm not sure what it's about. Tell me. I can tell you, uh, in a moment, I'll tell you why I think that you would have definitely heard of them. But Loot Crate are a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get about six or eight, six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items, and so much more. If you go and head over to lootcrate.com slash virtual and use the code virtual, you'll get 10% off any new subscription. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present each month. Last month's Loot Crate was a head-to-head rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. They were celebrating the fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your favorite gaming history past companies and franchises. For example, Mega Man and Assassin's Creed collectibles were part of last month's Loot Crate box. Stay tuned for next th- the next theme announcements at the end of every single month, including this month as well. They ship to over nine countries, and they have more information about this on their site, which you can find at lootcrate.com. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. They guarantee... Over $40 of value inside of every crate, and sometimes there's a lot more than that, so it's an awesome deal. Every month there is a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. Themes are inspired by major movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legends of Zelda, and so many more. So you should go and check them out and sign up. It's super awesome, and I got a great deal. Go to Loot Crate dot com slash virtual and enter the code virtual to save 10% on any new subscription. And one way I think you would have heard about them, Federico, is Loot Crate mm-hmm. have a deal with Nintendo for an Amiibo box. Oh, yes. The subscription. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I think that's a special one. But go over to their website and find out that as well because they're super awesome. So thank you so much to Loot Crate for their support of this week's show. Very nice. So I mentioned that we've both been playing a bunch more. I've been playing a bunch more games recently. Um, yeah, especially because you're you're an indie. I am, so yeah. I have a bit more time, you know. Yeah. So I can actually do some stuff that I enjoy, and part of that is video games. So I have a few, and I think you have a few. A few. Um, I want to start with Call of Duty. Please tell me everything you know. So I've played through the whole campaign. Um, the whole campaign. Yeah. Oh, nice! You really do have time. I really do have time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the campaign is. It's as much as I'm going to play. I'm not going to play the multiplayer. I'm actually probably going to trade the game in now for credit for another game or something. Um, it's the best campaign I've played on a Call of Duty game for years. It's absolutely fantastic. And clearly, um, is it Infinity Ward that makes them now? Yeah. Mm. Um, I will tell you in a moment, Mike. Hang on, I'm just going to get the box. So there's still Activision games. This one was Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer games. Infinity Ward, I think dis- they were the ones that disbanded or don't work on this anymore. I actually don't think they exist anymore, but they did work on previous Call of Duty games. This was Sledgehammer games. Yeah, the, the Infinity Ward created, I think, Call of Duty. And now it's um, these other guys that you mentioned. I think that they, they bounce it between two different developer teams now. So yeah, this one's Sledgehammer, the- and then next year's will be another team. I think there was the the lawsuit with uh, yeah. uh, Infinity World. It was like a mess. It was messy. Messy, yeah. indeed. Yeah, it was messy. So this one, 
there's a the story's fantastic and they have Kevin Spacey in the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 I know. As of cards. <laughs> um I mean I don't really want to go into it too much because it's difficult to kind of explain it without spoilers. It's obvious kind of the the, the story as you're playing. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious, you know, the way it's going to go. It's it's you know, it's it's a story you've seen played out a million times, but it's really great. I mean, the cutscenes, um the they're all like in the ones that are in game engine, like as you're playing, look really, really good. But the ones that are kind of like they're not movies, right? But they're they're the like enhanced graphics, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of get what I'm trying to say. They are as it's the best I've ever seen. I've never seen it. They it may as well just be a movie. That it's incredible. Like it's just so good. It's so good. Like the the CG in this game is just absolutely fantastic. Like it may as well just be Kevin Spacey, like with a camera on his face talking to you. It looks incredible. And he's just so perfect in this type of game. Um so all of that's great. I mean the story is really fun and and it's uh it's got some twists in it and it's just a really interesting story in general like you can kind of see how it's it's kind of set in the near future. Um and you can kind of see how this type of thing would play out. It's qu- it's quite interesting. But the main sort of advancements to this game are in the advanced warfare type stuff like we're not it's not so far into the future that it's like you know space weapons but like it's stuff like uh, everybody wears exosuits and exosuits are the big thing and they can make you jump really high and they can give you enhanced strength and speed um so you you know you can boost jump so you can like double mm-hmm. jump and stuff like that so it's got some some sort of uh of the characteristics of titanfall in it a little bit um and i just had a blast playing it the, the weapons are really good they they actually do have some laser guns <laughs> in the game there are laser guns yeah there's a laser gun uh oh. it's kind of just like an intense laser beam that you can shoot that mm-hmm. weapon's not that great, actually, which is good, really, because it kind of shouldn't be that great. If it was that great, it's the only weapon you'd ever use. Um, it looks fantastic. I played on the PS4. Um, the game, just oh, in yeah, general, you didn't you didn't get the the Xbox version. No, I, I'm actually moving most any cross platform game. I'm getting on PlayStation now. Huh? Why? It just well, I mean, in some instances, they do actually look better on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PlayStation just feels more like a gaming console to me. I can't really put my finger on it. There's just something about the PS4 where I don't know. It just feels like I'm playing games, and, and the Xbox is too cumbersome. Like it's like, why don't you watch some TV instead? It's it, I don't know. It's there's something about the Xbox which just doesn't feel like as much as a gaming machine. And the the new the new PS4 controllers they're pretty good. I mean, and there's little things right like. The Xbox still requires batteries in the controller. So I can get rechargeable batteries, which I have. But when the PlayStation controller is dying, I just need to plug in the USB cable into the front of the PlayStation and charge, and charge the controller. Like, it's just little things like that where I'm like, it's clearly more thought through. And the Xbox drives me insane, right? If I turn my Xbox off, like turn the system off and leave it plugged Xbox in. Xbox off. Exactly. If I do that, you can hear it. It's still doing something. uh, But like this is like off and it can be off for like an hour and you can still hear the fan or it's doing something. The PlayStation, you turn it off and it goes (laughs) off. 
right? Yeah. I mean, they're idling. That's what they're doing. Um, but even though you're telling it to turn off, but I don't know, it just frustrates me because they, both the consoles have a standby mode and a power off mode. And I turn the Xbox off, but it's still making a ridiculously loud noise. It sits on my desk and I can hear it. And it are are you in, this, in the same room of, of your Xbox right now? Yeah. Can you shout at the Xbox? No, because I unplug Connect. Oh. Because I'm not interested in that. I was hoping that the Xbox might, might listen to the podcast. and It's probably always listening to me anyway. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> but, I mean, look, at the end of the day, this, this Call of Duty game, it's a Call of Duty game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you'd expect, but it's really, really good. It's like, it's maybe the best Call of Duty game I've played since Modern Warfare, which is where, you know, the, it took that really great oh, this turn. Is so confusing for me. So there's Modern Warfare. This Modern is... Warfare is many years old. Okay. And then, then there's Modern Warfare, Warfare... is a new one. But there's Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Okay. That and was, this is that, Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Warfare. Okay. So there'll probably be Advanced Warfare 2 now. Yeah. But that won't okay. be the next game. That won't be the next game. No, because there'll be something in between that's made by the other studio. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Most likely. But it's I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm sure the multiplayer is great. I'm just not interested in it. Um uh, the campaign was long, it, uh, many hours, which is great because as well they've been getting shorter over the years. Um, and I really like all the future tech. There's drones. There's lots of drones in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can fly some drones. Uh, some good vehicle stuff like submarines, some mech stuff. It, really great. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Even if because, because these games are so like sought after, just pick it up. Play it for a couple of days, and you could probably still get good trading value on it. Because people, this is a, it's a popular enough game that, that I think a lot of, a lot of the sort of dedicated game stores will give you good trading value. So, so I I want to know how, like, when during the day uh, did you play Call of Duty? Like at the end of the day to like to relax, or during the day to just to shoot some people? Both. What's your what's your mood for Call of Duty? I don't really have a mood for it. But it was a game where when I wasn't playing it, like if I was out, I was like, man, I want to play some, some Call of Duty. So it had that, it, you know, if I ever like have a, a game like that a, makes me feel like that way. Like a smoke break? Like a smoke break. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like, you know, if I ever if I ever have that feeling, then I know it's a, it's a good game, you know, if I'm like when I'm, yeah. when I'm not playing it and I can't play it, I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was relatively challenging. Um, some levels harder than others. But yeah, I, I liked it. I actually do quite like it a lot. Cool. So are we doing the what's the name of for like the, the, the round robin? Is the, the name of when you do like you you talk about something, then I talk about something that's yeah, I think your that's turn how again. That works, yeah. Okay. So I want to tell you more. This is my, my own follow up to myself about mm-hmm. fantasy life. Is that okay, Mike? Yes, I want to hear about it. Because I still okay. haven't bought this game, but I'm very okay. interested in it. So I have now, I think, 20 hours into the game. Uh, it is it is insane, the amount of stuff that you can do. So, basically, the game, I think so far, what I've seen is structured in three main cities. Um, and there's vast areas of, like, forests or, like, a mountain or, like, the desert or the sea. Like, there's all these... Um, large areas that you need to explore before you get to a new city. Um, And now I just discovered uh, the third city, which is in the middle of the desert. And there's so much stuff to do. 
And I only have tried one single, uh, it is called a life. Uh, it's basically a, uh, like a class or a job. I have only tried one life so far. Um, and I'm already behind on the missions, on the quests that I, that I need to do. It's just the amount of stuff that you can, and you can even just completely ignore the, the storyline and just do the, the, the sub-quests and just level up and unlock the items and make money. It is crazy. I, I, I really cannot imagine the amount of, like the amount of content that uh, Level 5 put into this game. I did notice a couple of annoying things that I want to mention. Okay. So the first one is that the dialogue is sometimes too long. Just the characters talk too much. Uh, yeah. I saw a few people mentioning this when I was just starting out with the game. I didn't really notice it because I was thinking, yeah, maybe it's an introduction. Uh, but then when 15 hours into the game, you still get the same repetitive dialogue about, mm. oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And oh, the, yeah, because you this... were complaining that it was trying to teach you too much, right? Yeah, yeah, it is trying to teach you too much. And, and then when it stops teaching you, just the characters sometimes talk too long. Like, they, they just they just go on and on and they talk and, and they say the same stuff. And it's just, I realize that sometimes it's just about color. Like, they want to give a personality to the, to the characters. But many times it's just annoying, you know? And I just keep pressing A, just, just keep, because I don't care, because it's like silly stuff. Uh, but that I can, I can pass on that. Uh, a worse problem, I think, is uh, that the game sets you free. Basically, you can explore the entire continent from the from the beginning of the game, but there are limitations. Like you can go, uh, like you can walk around, you can explore, but then you find like a guard that doesn't let you pass on a bridge, for instance, because it says that the ro the road is blocked, and that's like the, the like the stupid traditional limitation of old games hey, you, you, like they give you the idea of freedom but then when you when you say okay I want to just go on my business and explore everything and then maybe I will care about the storyline you find a guy who blocks your way and you cannot walk past the guy it doesn't make any sense uh, I, I do think that for instance games like um, oh what's the oh god Skyrim uh, it lets you explore whatever you want and and you can completely ignore the, the storyline yeah sometimes Fantasy for me though those kind of games it's like i need a bit of structure yeah like skyrim is... I, i've played do, do you play skyrim no but i watch a friend play i played some of it and was like i don't know what this is too much to do yeah it's yeah. like overwhelming you know yeah, that's the, the side effect, I think. But the, the, the thing in Fantasy Life is that it's so approachable and it's so friendly. I, I wouldn't mind just being set completely free, you know, because it's so easy to pick up and it's so uh, user-friendly in, in many, many ways. And it's not too difficult, you know? I mean, if you, if you just level up a bit, it's not too challenging. Um, but then when you... Like, it gives you the impression that you're free to do whatever you want, but it's not really in that way. And that kind of annoys me. But that's not the real problem. It's another one that, basically, if you manage to explore locations or talk to people or visit a city before the storyline, like, you go to a city, you do your business, you talk to people, then when the storyline gets to that point, it, it treats you as if you never visited the city. Like, he doesn't know that you went there before. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it happened to me a couple of times. That's like, annoying. I visit a city, like I, I, I go to the shop, I buy some some items, I talk to people, I sleep in the in the uh, city inn, and and then when I when the storyline gets there, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this is the city. You can go. To okay, I know that. <laughs> Thanks. You know, it's kind of it's weird. You know, um, so this is two problems that I noticed: the dialogue and and this kind of. A sense of freedom that it's actually limited by some by limitations in the game, um, but also uh, playing more let me notice more good stuff. Uh, so the music is really fantastic. Uh, I think I told you this. Uh, it's it's a soundtrack by Nobuo Ematsu. And now that I got to the th to the third city, which is uh, the, the desert one, and it's got like this Arabic theme going on, um, and the music changes. And it's just amazing. I, I really recommend checking out the Fantasy Life soundtrack. On I don't know if it's on iTunes. You can just go to YouTube, I guess. Um, and the other one is that they have all these handy transportation systems. Uh, like you can you can ask uh, guards to escort you back to to the like to the city if you don't want to walk, or you can go on. Um, uh, what's the name of the the the, the, the like the, the thing in the sky like a blimp? Uh yeah, a zeppelin. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you can you can take one of those and just <laughs> go whatever you want like instantly. Uh you don't see you don't actually control that. It's just you see the initial animation and then and then you're into another town. So it's a nice time saver because the 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 the, the world is really really huge. Uh the the the, the game is just so nice in many ways, like the, the graphics, the colors, um, and it's fun, you know, because exploring everything, uh, finding items, uh, buying furniture for your own place. Uh, I really like leveling up my own characters when I'm uh, in an RPG, and this game lets me get to level 200, which is nice. Um, it, the the storyline is a bit childish. I think it's it's easy. It's it's kind of obvious, but it's passable. I think um, so. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, in spite of the these limitations that uh, become more visible as you play the game. I really recommend it because it's kind of like Animal Crossing, the kind of game that you that you don't want to to stop playing because there's always new stuff. But because it's a it's a it's an action RPG game. Uh, I think it it stands the test of time better. Like you won't get bored by this game. You know, it's it's this strange mix of like a Dragon Quest game and Animal Crossing, and and it kind of makes sense. It just makes sense, and I I really like it. They should make a Fantasy Life two and address all my concerns. That'd be perfect. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will if it sells well. I mean, I'm I'm interested in this game because. But I kind of go backwards and forwards because every time you talk about it, you say things that sound fantastic, but then say things that really would frustrate me. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. It's, it's on my kind of list, but not high enough on my list that makes mm -hmm. me want to yeah. drop everything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. The there are a couple of things that that are annoying. Yeah. Hey ho. Have you played Monument Valley? I played and finished the Monument Valley expansion, yes. What do you think? I think it is possibly even better than the original game. I agree with you 100%. Because they came up with all these new mechanics mm -hmm. uh, for like the twists and turns of the of the um, 
the structures, um, like the, the the stuff that you need to do to 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 move forward mm-hmm. with uh, with the character. Yep. Uh, the 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 guy, uh, and I know that you talked to the guys, uh, but my impression, and I still have to listen to the to the episode of Inquisitive with Dan Gray, by the way. Um, but my impression is that they said we needed to take some ideas out of the original game. And now that I play this expansion, I'm like, you should have put these ideas into the original game because they're awesome. Yeah, you but know? you hear like, so I'm, spo- I'm spoiling the episode. You should listen okay. to my episode of Inquisitive. But Dan said that, you know, I, d- I also don't want to spoil it, but you know the you know the the level with like the block that continues to spin forever, mm-hmm. right? He said that, he says he genuinely believes that's probably the most expensive level of any mobile game ever created. <laughs> Because they were working on that for the original, uh-huh. but it was too big. It was too much, so they kept on working on it, and then had it for for this one. So mm. good, man! I yeah, it's it's a Monument Valley is a it's so beautiful and so intricate, but also accessible. It's just a it it's a perfect spot, I think, for iOS gaming. Yep. And it is a, it is a work of art. Seriously, yep. it, it, it's the kind of game that should be should be kept in museums. You know, we talked about software preservation on Connected, and uh-huh. this is just a perfect example. It, that, this game has to be preserved because it is a work of art, digital art. But it, it is amazing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I should have I, I would have given the guy so much more money for this game, and people were upset because it was two bucks on the App Store. I know. Yeah, I know. sad. Yeah. Yeah. People can spend hundreds of dollars on on cows and and vegetables in in, in Family and, and Candy Crush Saga, but they won't spend two bucks on Monument Valley. It just boggles my mind. So worth it though. I mean, it's so gorgeous and like challenging in different ways uh, mm-hmm. than the other ones were. I yeah, seriously, just in love with it. Like yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Absolutely, Mike. So before you tell me. Before we talk about two more games, uh-huh. today we're talking about games. All games. Do you want to? Do you want to thank another friend of ours? I sure do. This episode of Virtue is also brought to you by our friends at Hover. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. It's the place that I go when I have either a project that I want to start or a joke that I want to play on someone that requires a domain name, which seems to become becoming increasingly more uh, something that I do. Especially since of all these new TLD selections, you know, like your dot sexy dot coffee dot academy dot world dot CEO dot C's dot CEO, yeah, all of these. Ma- I mean, they're all available. They're all available at Hover. Uh, great prices, and you can go in and manage them, and you can do them really quickly. I mean, if you sometimes when you're playing a joke on someone, you need the URL fast. Uh, that's what Hover is great at. You just go over to Hover.com. You type in the words that you're looking for or the full domain that you're looking for. It will show you if it's available. You just click that you want to buy it, either sign up for an account or sign into your account and buy the domain. They don't show you a thousand screens which you have to click through and a bunch of boxes you have to get rid of. They don't ask you 
to pay more for who is privacy because they just include that for free of all of their domains, which I think is one of my favorite features of Hover. It is totally hassle-free. And it's also a great way of once you've bought all these domains and you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, like we all tend to, it's a great way of managing them. They have really simple and powerful tools to help make sure that you get all that stuff right. They have great customer support. They have a no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. They have great documentation to help you with transferring domains and doing domain management stuff. They also have great email support, which I've used a bunch of times. Really helpful, really polite, really great people. They have volume discounts for bulk domain renewal, which is becoming increasingly more and more important for me. So if I want to renew all of my domains at the same time, you can get a discount on doing that. They can help you set up email addresses. They do storage and forwarding too, if that's something you're interested in. If you want to move over from somewhere else, don't forget they have the valet service, Hover's valet service. They will basically, you just give them your information, your login information for your other domain registrars, and they'll make sure that they get everything it all over for you without locking anything up. I've done that a bunch of times and have had domains stuck in limbo. It's a mess and Hover will do all of that for you and they'll do it for free as well. Whether you have 10 domains or 200 domains, they'll take care of it. If you want to buy a domain name, Hover.com is the place to go. If you go over to Hover.com right now and use the code SafariZone, or one word, at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and it'll be showing your support for virtual. That's SafariZone, or one word. Thank you so much to Hover for sponsoring this week's show. Do you like the code? Yeah. Awesome as usual. Mm -hmm. Mike, Mm -hmm. tell me about Sunset Overdrive. So I've been playing more of the game. So uh, it was interesting, right? Because I started playing Sunset Overdrive and thought it was cool and looked good, but uh, I had a good sense of humor and stuff, but I wasn't enamored by the gameplay. It felt like just uh, like a button smasher, you know? Mm -hmm. like, And it didn't really feel like there was a lot of nuance to it. But after I finished Call of Duty, I went back to it so my initial impressions were really good and I played a little bit more. I wasn't so sure of it. I went back to it after Call of Duty and now I've really locked in on the game. And really it's about, it's like the whole grinding and like the traversal stuff that makes it really cool. So it's basically just like jumping around, grinding here, jumping down here, jumping up there, wall running, gliding through the sky. Like, I, and I'm I'm locked into the way of playing it. It has really tricky moments um, because like there's loads and loads of weapons in the game, and sometimes you come across new enemies that benefit from a weapon that you may have not yet chosen to buy. So like it's harder to beat someone because you might not have bought the right weapon yet. I've been able to get through all the challenges, but some points are really easy, some are okay, and some are really difficult. But all of the missions that I've been playing so far, they felt really varied, which I, I didn't expect. Like it, it felt like a game that would be kind of like, collect this, do this, because there is an element of collection to it. But mm-hmm. they handle things in a really interesting way, and it's interspersed with some very different um, types of mission. I've been enjoying it a lot, and it's it continues to be really funny. Like one of my favorite things is every time you die, it brings you back to life in a different way, but like by referencing pop culture stuff. So sometimes you like I've uh, flown in and crashed on a rocket ship and jump out the rocket ship. Sometimes I've been like dangled down like Mission Impossible style, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Once I've basically broke out of a big Yoshi egg. Uh, there was one where you're kind of like beamed down from a spaceship. Like it's just got all these funny little things that it does. And like it, it continues to play with the, the video game 
like the meta video game this and something yeah. else that i actually kind of really like is there's lots of cursing in the game mm-hmm. like it's really? because it's so bright and colorful sometimes i forget that it is an adult game right yeah and that like one of the bad guys like the like the bosses it's like i'm gonna kill you you effing blah, blah, blah. like mm-hmm. it's like it really goes for it and i'm like yeah that's probably what they would say <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, I i really like it it's just it's so different and once i was able to kind of like just hone in on it and like really just kind of forget about what i think the game is and appreciate it for what it actually is um i've started to enjoy it a lot more and, and it's challenging like but it's fun and, and i'm enjoying it a lot nice very nice. So you've played some Shovel Knight now. Now it's on. Uh, it's out in the EU. Shovel Knight. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I I I have it on the 3DS. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played much because I uh, focus on Fantasy Life. <laughs> let me. Down. Yeah. I'm, Fantasy Life, man. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a portable drug. <laughs> you know. I've I've played a bit bit of Shovel Knight on the 3DS. I really really like it. Uh, it's, I'm struggling with the screen size of my 3DS. So, because you have an original 3DS. Yeah, so the text is quite small. Mm, yeah. But I really, really like having it on that on that platform. It, it, feels, it just feels right. It feels better to be playing uh, an NES-style game on a Nintendo system as opposed to on my Mac yeah, Pro. Yeah, it makes more sense, yeah. Play more. Yeah, I just feel like I want to, to put in, like... At least fifty hours into Fantasy Life, and then I'm gonna switch to another game, possibly Pokemon because it's coming out in a week. Yes, so, yeah. So yeah, we should note we're we're not in uh, the US, Mio Federico, so we have to wait another week for for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, another week. Yeah, in the US, it's coming. I mean, it launched in Australia uh, last night. I saw the pictures from Daniel Vukovic, the mm-hmm. books. Uh, a lot of photos of people in line to get the new 3DS in the Pokemon game. Uh, and in Europe, it's launching on the 28th. So we got to wait, Mike. But you can expect that we'll have some good stuff to talk about. We're planning we some, will... some fun and stuff for that. Yeah, yeah. So the last game that, that I personally played uh, on iOS this week, actually today, uh, <laughs> this new game called Crossy Road. Oh, man, I love this game so much. <laughs> So good. Okay, so this this new game came out of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't know the developer. It's called I think they're called Hipster Whale. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like a modern version of Frogger, the original game for the Atari something. I want to say. Go with it. Uh, it's it's not a game. Uh, you're a frog. You need to cross the road without being killed. <laughs> so in this game, it's got this lovely awesome graphic style like it i don't know how would you describe that it's, it's like, like chunky pixel art yeah it's like but really chunky, bright like cubes and like, yeah like bright and polished minecraft i don't know it's yeah. like yeah it's it's really nice and you're this chicken you start as a chicken who needs to cross the road and there's cars there's like uh, police cars, taxis, and there's uh, uh, like Trains. train tracks. Yeah, yeah, and there's like um, a little uh, like a river, and you need to jump on the on the uh, like on logs to to cross the river. And it's an endless <laughs> runner, effectively, but yeah. it's controlled by tapping, tapping and swiping. Yeah, 
Um, and <laughs> and the chicken makes awesome noises. <laughs> the, the noises are great, but I think my favorite thing out of all is the way this game handles in-app purchase. Yeah. So basically, it's a free game, or it's a get game. Actually, <laughs> say game. it's a get game with in-app purchase. And it does stuff in a really interesting way. So as you play through the game, you collect coins, and every now and then you can watch, you can choose to watch an ad for more coins if you want. Um, and every, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something or longer than that, they give you more coins. And these coins can be used to for what they call a prize. And you can put coins into, like, a, a, a machine. You pull down on the machine, and you get given, like, a, an extra character, a new character. There's loads and loads of different characters to play. Or, did you get the Did you get the, the black cat? I haven't got the black cat yet, no. Yeah, I got the black cat. So, or what you can do is you can choose to buy characters. Yeah. So you can unlock every character in theory, right? If you just play long enough, you get coins and you'll be able to unlock all the characters. Or you can pay for characters. You can, you can buy them. So for 69 pence or 99 cents a pop. I bought a penguin because I wanted to play as a penguin. <laughs> you bought a penguin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is one of the, the, the in-app purchase where I gladly give money. Like, because... Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so... It's, like, I'm trying to think of a word. It's... It, this is such a good game. I want to support yeah, the developer. And, they don't, like and it's they're not, not the scammy. Kind of, yeah, exactly. It's not the kind of premium game that tries to, like, to, to, to convince you to... You know, it's not scammy. It's like... You can play the game, you can play the game for free, but you, you want to give this guy some money because it's actually, it's not the free game that's being done like in a rush. You can tell that there's so many little details about oh, yeah. this game. Because like when I play as the penguin, there's snow on the ground. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm, I'm in love with this game so much. I've been playing it all day. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your high score? Uh, let me check. I think it's like 139. Oh come on, really? Yeah, mine is 54. <laughs> pretty good. I'm getting pretty good at it. I love the noise that the chicken makes when it's hit by a car. <laughs> it's like boop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was I was playing the game today. I was alone and and I was just laughing by myself. I love I, was, I love the name. Crossy Road. Yeah, because it's Flappy Bird, right? That's where the... It's cr- Crossy Road, yeah? Because it's Flappy Bird. Like, that. that's... The, I, I would. I can see it at that... Well, I, at least it seems uh, to yeah. me like that's the inspiration for the name. And I kind of like that. I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Are you playing on, on your iPhone or on your iPad? On my iPhone. On your iPhone, yeah. I was playing on the iPad because I was just working and then I, I saw people uh, tweeting a link and I'm like, okay, let's check out this game. Um, and yeah, I spent like an hour. I think that I didn't do much of a decent high score because I enjoyed watching the chicken die. Like, like there's it's this detail that if you, if, if, if you, if you, if you hit a car yourself, like if you don't, if you don't get hit by a car, if you just like jump towards a car, the chicken just becomes like attached to the car and, and the car drives away with the chicken. Yeah, I like, like that. <laughs> yeah. Here's something you may not know, Federico, about mm. this game. You can video your level. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the service? I it's don't called know. A- every play? Every yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. Let me try I signed and- up. I said I have an account. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how I signed up. I just tapped a bunch of buttons. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, and you can, because then you can share them, but you can also have, it also records your face if you wanted to as well. Oh, did I record my face? Because I think I uploaded a video. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you have to select that. It's like an extra button you press. Oh, okay. It does like picture Yeah, picture. I didn't see my face because, you know, I was in the toilet when I was playing. Yeah, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do that. But yeah, I, I love this game. I think it's fantastic. Crossy mm-hmm. Road, check it out. Yeah, we've got a link in the show notes. Too. Play with the chicken. Play Make with sure the penguin. The penguin's the best. I saw there's a horse, and I think I, uh, what what's the other one? There's a bunch of cats, and yeah, I mean, a lot of animals in this game. Yep. I really use the chicken because <laughs> the sound effects are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crossy Road, man. It's the new. It's a new Flappy Bird. Did you want to talk about Vainglory? What, 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 what do I have to say about Vainglory? I, I think I'm stupid because I, I don't know how to play this game. I died in the tutorial I've... many times. <laughs> many times. I, I mean, I was given instructions and I died many times in the tutorial. Like, you're supposed to skip the, t- the tutorial and I died. I don't think mobiles are, are for me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You're supposed to, like... Like to 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 destroy the crystal, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a MOBA game. Um, what's the massive online battle arena game? Sure. Uh, it was it was previewed at the iPhone six event. Uh, it soft launched on the App Store a few months ago. Now it's out in the US. It's a free to play game, and it's it's graphically impressive. It looks amazing on an iPhone six or an iPad Air two. It uses metal uh, to enhance the graphics. Yeah, it, it looks incredible. This was the game that they demoed. Yeah, on it looks stage amazing with the iPhone six. Like the 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 colors and the textures, it looks like a console game on an, on iOS, and that's incredible. My problem is that I don't know how to play these kinds of games uh, because I think, like, I, I think my problem is that I never played much of. Uh, I, I was I, I never was a PC gamer at all, so my understanding is that these MOBA games they share some the basics of RTS games. In a way, like you need to to control these characters from a top down perspective, and you need to like to make money to buy items and resources like i don't like i my problem is that with with these action games i kind of panic like i'm more of a final fantasy guy i i like turns you know mm. okay and and like and there's people and there's people that like you need to play with people and, and i kind of panic like i i don't know what to do i need time yeah I, i'm I, I realize mike when i'm can we talk about feelings? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> like, like <laughs> the older, the older, uh, I, I mean, growing older, uh, like I, I, I think I'm, I'm getting slower at anything. Like um, um, I take my time with Mac stories. I take my time when I respond to an email. I'm just slow to do stuff. And, and, and I'm finding out that even playing video games, I, I think about stuff like, like I pause the game and I think and then I play the game. I don't know. It's just I'm 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 weird. I think I I, I don't know. I just I, I'm really um, reflective 
I think right. when I, when I play and and these mobile games, I just I don't know what to do. I, you know, I die. I die in the tutorial twice. So I'm sorry, I haven't played yeah. it yet. But it doesn't. Oh, sound. you haven't played. So you made me talk about this game, and you haven't played the game. Yeah, I wanted to hear what your thoughts oh, okay, are. This is part cool. of the round yeah. robin. That's oh, how the round okay. robin works. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's just not for me. <laughs> so go get the game because it's free. You cannot go wrong. Uh, and especially if you actually know how to play mobile games, it's. It, it, I mean, it got positive reviews from from um, video game websites. Um, it looks fantastic. It's on the iPhone. On the it's too separate apps on the app store like there's an iphone version and an ipad version i think uh mm. that's kind of weird uh but yeah it's it's fantastic go get the game just don't ask me for advice <laughs> clearly yeah <laughs> right i think that just about does it for this week's episode if you want to find uh links to all the games we've spoken about and all the stuff we've spoken about today go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 14 so thanks again to our sponsors linda Hover and Loot Crate. My name is at iMike on Twitter. I am I M Y K E. Federico's at Fatici V I T I C C I. And Federico writes at fantasticmacstories.net. We'll be back next time with another episode of Virtual. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci. <laughs>